Tori says for the next hour, I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Well, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Uh, I don't know if any of you have had Thanksgiving dinner yet, but I have. I have to say a great thank you to my friend, Major Weiss. Uh, she uh, held a Thanksgiving feast at her house. Everything was a delicious. I am of those types of people that love Black Friday. So the minute I'm done with my broadcast, I will be heading out to get myself some deals. It's a thing I do. So we have a lot to talk about and it's Thanksgiving. A lot happened yesterday And it was very underreported, a lot of things. But let's just start on a Thanksgiving note and listen to our president's message to us for Thanksgiving, which uh, I absolutely adore. On behalf of Melania and myself and the entire Trump family, I want to wish everyone a wonderful Thanksgiving. From the very beginning of our nation, Americans have come together to remember our blessings and give thanks to God. This Thanksgiving, we remember more than 200,000 brave Americans who are currently serving overseas. We thank God for every patriot who serves our nation in uniform. We also pause to pray for all of those who have suffered loss this year, especially survivors and families of the innocent Americans who were victims of the horrific and hateful acts of violence. And we pray for everyone affected by catastrophic storms, and devastating wildfires that have ravaged communities in California. Every American heart is with those impacted by these terrible tragedies. We thank every firefighter, first responder, and law enforcement officer who raced into danger to save so many lives. These are brave people. These are great people. These are special people. Our spirits are lifted as we witness Americans across the country rescue those who are in danger, support those who are in need, and come together to rebuild homes and restore hope. This Thanksgiving, we express our profound gratitude to the family and friends who enrich our lives, to the neighbors who strengthen our communities, and to our fellow citizens who make this glorious nation into a beautiful home. We are all thankful for the incredible prosperity booming all across our land. We thank God for the blessing of being American, the joy of spending time with loved ones, and the sacrifices made by the heroes who keep America safe, strong, and free. Thank you, God bless you, and happy Thanksgiving to everyone. That was an amazing message. I'm surprised that that wasn't aired much. It should have been. And that leads me into what I wanted to start with today. So the president put that message out on Twitter. 
Social media, like it or not, is now an actual form of communication. We use it just like we used letters in the 1800s. Newspapers on print that then went on to be telephones, radios, TV sets, the internet. Then they created platforms on the internet such as Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Dust, Twitter, and Gab. So Twitter is considered, as Facebook, a means or mode of communication. It's 2018 and, you know, things will keep evolving. I don't know how much more. I mean... What's the next step? Like (laughs) direct download of thought. But regardless, it is a form of communication. What you put out there can be used against you. So if you're looking for a job and you talk down against the government and you're 18, 20, 22 and you're, you know, bashing the police Anyone, first responders, and then you go apply for a paramedic job, you might get turned down, probably more than likely get turned down because people look at what you say because it is as if you are there. That is your AI persona. That is you. So I want us to take a think. Take a think to a time where there were no platforms such as the internet where people would gather in the masses and listen to people talk, state their opinion, right? But now I can tell you that there were things like that in older times. They would be done in the town square, the markets or temples or, you know, plazas that they had um, on the steps of courthouses. People would gather and discuss and talk and state their opinions. Now, can you guys just imagine that we're all there talking? Everyone is saying what they want to say. And then one person gets picked out and thrown out and disallowed to enter the market area or the plaza or the temple or whatever it may be. Remember kind of like, you know, uh, how when we read in the Bible where Jesus was kicked out of the temple because he shouldn't be talking, he was told to be quiet. There was no free speech. The minute anyone spoke against authority, they would be removed. The minute someone questioned authority, they would be removed. And sometimes it would go a step further where they would be persecuted and even executed. This is why when our founding fathers came to the United States, um, came together to create and formulate the United States of America, right, and put together the Constitution, the First Amendment was the one of free speech because it is important to be the first thing. You are able to speak against authority, You are able to voice your opinion. And yes, free speech does have limits. It has limits if it causes harm. 
So I can't sit here and say it's free speech while I give out XYZ social security number, address, you know, details that are confidential or, you know, just plaster things all over the place because then I'm weaponizing my speech, right? So we all understand that there's limits to free speech, things we shouldn't be doing. And this is like to normal average Joes and Janes, right? But what if your speech was to criticize a politician? No one, the police can't even remove you from the sidewalk where you talk about it. You could do whatever you want unless you're causing harm to surrounding people. If you're naked indecent exposure or publicly intoxicated. Other than that, you can sit there until you're blue in the face saying whatever you like as long as it is free speech and not weaponized speech. And the thing is with free speech, you can have someone that is extremely racist like legit racist that just doesn't like people who are one skin color or doesn't like people that come from one, you know, um, country, whatever that may be. But you can talk about it. Doesn't mean people are going to like it. But the minute you start using your free speech as a weapon, such as throwing out threats, right? Or causing them harm, Aside from the fact that you're hurting their feelings, because everyone's feelings are going to get hurt. A lot of people will tell me, whoa, you're thick. You know, that's free speech. I'm okay with that. You know, other people will tell me I don't like the way you look. Some people will be like, hey, why are your glasses so big? Whatever it may be, anything superficial will always most definitely hurt our feelings at some point. Even if it doesn't really hurt our feelings, it's going to bother us just a tad bit. But no big deal. That's because we're human beings and we have feelings. But that's not hate speech. Hate speech is promoting violence. Hate speech is secluding or um, I would say isolating one specific race and targeting it with, you know, mass um, attention. So... You know, when they go out and protest, we hate white people, you should hang your head down because you are white and you're privileged. That's actually hate speech. But for some reason, because it's against people that are white, it's not. So I just wanted to kind of break down what hate speech is. Because almost every speech is offensive. There are people that listen to me on the radio and think I am offensive. And you know what? I haven't slipped up once to speak the way I normally do. And like I said, I was a sailor. So yesterday, a very good friend of mine, Laura Loomer, was removed from Twitter. You'll say, oh, it's just Twitter, it's social media. But social media, especially Twitter, is the way we communicate It's the way she puts out her news and reaches out to those who want uh, to see what she's been up to. Because remember, she is funded by the people. 
She exposed many things this year. In this short time, she exposed everything about Keith Ellison and the women that he beat. She exposed Avenatti. She exposed, you know, the Avis rent-a-car with the provisional ballots from Broward County. This woman is a boots-on-the-ground journalist. She gets things done. And this is why the mainstream media does not like her. Who is this nobody to them, right? That makes drudge constantly. She makes the drudge list. That is discussed by every talking political pundit there is. They don't even mention her name when they refer to the things she does because this is taking power away from them. If they acknowledge her, then she is real journalism and they're all fake. And that includes Fox News. So what they did yesterday was completely ban her for a tweet that she sent out, which was criticizing someone that is an elected official, someone that has blatantly themselves stated anti-Semitic rhetoric and pro-genital mutilation. Do you guys know what genital mutilation is? This is where they take children at a very young age without anesthesia because that's the way it's supposed to be done. And they remove a certain piece of anatomy, the clitoris. They literally make the vagina look like hamburger. These little girls will then grow up as women that can never be sexually satisfied. They won't know how to be sexually satisfied. And most of these surgeries end up causing permanent nerve damage and thus permanent pain to some women. Or they lose complete feeling of their pubic area. So then when they get older, they have problems with urine retention, etc. You know, it's really bad. And so, you know, you guys probably heard that a judge uh, found that uh, the doctor that performed genital mutilation was not guilty of any crime because it's religious. So, it's religious to deform a child against their will, to remove a part of their anatomy that makes them a woman but it was down to religion. So this is what she called out. Literally, that's what she said. And they banned her for supposed uh, promoting hate. And it was just target. It's just incredible. Remember, this is an elected official. This is a big legal no-no. Twitter has literally crossed that line. And regardless if they see it and correct it, It is important that a lawsuit be filed, and I know that she's working on it. And yours truly has been banned by Twitter, too. I have. That's why I'm incognito online. I use Gab and Facebook and the radio. They only ban the people that actually make a difference. Remember that. The people that are a threat that are a threat to the mainstream media, 
regardless if you consider them conservative mainstream media or leftist mainstream media or deep state cabal mainstream media, they're still a threat. They need to be removed. Because if you take away their platform, no one will see what they're saying. And we could just continue on and no one will know any different. I mean, I remember when I was banned... It was two weeks after I broke the fact that Peter Strzok was raised in Iran and that his father had helped tear down the Iranian regime and installed the regime that we have today. It was I who pointed out that these memorandums of understanding that the FBI has with various states' authorities are of actual violation of our constitutional rights. When I was banned... It was incredible how it came that they decided to pull a tweet from like months ago to justify why they were banning me. I know that it was requested. It was requested by someone that I have on my radar, someone that really can't get any sleep, an actual elected official that filed a lawsuit asking for the court to not let me be on the Internet. And I am not making this up. This is what happens when you file a lot of FOIA requests. You know, there's a lot of us out there that do that. Very few of us parade it around. But a lot of us do that. We fight these wars, and there's so many uh, people out there that do this. It's incredible. And just like Trump said in his message, we should be thankful for everyone that's out to bat with, you know, to help our country out that is there to protect us. Either they're in uniform or not. There are a lot of people out there. I mean, look at, look at Judicial Watch, you know. Look at what they're doing. I don't think they get enough credit for what they do. And they pick up the slack where the government should be doing their job. The government should be the one demanding checks and balances, right? The government should be the one saying, hey, wait a minute. Uh, We'd like to subpoena Hillary Clinton and answer a few questions. Why isn't the government doing that? Because they're not doing their job. So... Uh, it's important for people to understand that heroes come in different shapes, sizes, with uniform and without, all fighting for the common good and generally not asking for anything in return. But I have to be honest, Tom Fitton of Judicial Watch, it's like every time he drops a lawsuit, it's like pumping iron. The dude is so buff. Seriously. I think that every time he drops a lawsuit, he just grows more muscles. So Laura Loomer was removed from Twitter and Facebook for no reason, just out of the blue, both of them. Sounds like what they did to Alex Jones, doesn't it? Were they all in a concerted effort removed him and all of his, you know, communications means. Remember, Laura was the one that confronted Jack Dorsey at the House, right? She was at Congress, in in the halls of Congress, where there was a House committee discussing Twitter 
and their antics of silencing conservatives, at that point, the problem was that social media is being weaponized to manipulate elections. Social media is being used to sway public opinion by removing those that are in favor of the administration. And right after the break, I'll play you the exact clip of when Laura Loomer confronted Jack Dorsey and what she said. When I saw it, I couldn't help, but it was like a spontaneous cry. I immediately texted her and I said, I'm so sorry you were minimized like that because that is the first thing that came out and, and pay attention for all those out there that think, well, she was all about, and she's an Islamophobe or she hates Muslims. No, she doesn't. She just calls out all the people that speak against others. They can be from any walk of life, any religion, any color, and any ethnic background. She is a proud American, a proud Jewish American, and very conservative. Maybe I'm biased. You know, maybe I'm biased because she's my friend. But no, Laura Loomer was removed from Twitter. I have friends conservative friends, like a friend of mine by the name of Patricia. I love that woman to bits. She removed herself from social media because it was so toxic and so restrictive. Many people are doing this. So if they don't remove you, you kind of just remove yourself because it's just that bad. This is very Orwellian. And the question that I have is, her statements, obviously not a threat, obviously not targeted or inciting violence, then she, that means that she spoke against authority. And I want to know who this authority is. Remember, last week I talked about it and said Acosta did not win his CNN lawsuit because the president or the White House themselves violated his constitutional rights. No. Well, I guess it was. It was the due process because he's considered kind of like an employee. That was Acosta's argument. So at that point, the court mandated that if you're going to kick someone out, even though you don't pay them and you let them use your building so they can. Wow, that's awesome. You know, that's actually pretty good. So basically, it's common knowledge that you have to be polite. It's common knowledge that you don't karate chop hands. And I don't care what he says. He lied. He touched her. I know he didn't mean it like that. You know, he was just being petty and didn't want to let go of the microphone. It's not like he he killed her or anything and he caused her any damage. But he did touch her. And he refused to listen to the commander in chief in his house. So anyway... What Acosta did was he had the court allow him to go back in temporarily as long as the White House provides clear cut rules. Not, but it's common sense. Everybody knows you have to have some form of decorum. You're in the White House. Yeah, sorry, but the White House is going to have to spell it out for Mr. Acosta. So here's where I go with Twitter. 
How do you decide what is hate speech? Because there is speech out there that calls for the death, for the genocide of people. We have Farcon on there. We have, you know, David Duke on there. We have so many people out there and uh, people of the left that literally promote violence, that literally collude to get together to take down conservatives, to beat them, to remove them, to kill them to organize marches and cause damage we have all of this we have people degrading other human beings because of their political beliefs we have people calling random people racist just because they feel like it and you know and they're okay but when you spew facts and you back it up with citations, you're banned because it's considered hate speech. What? Why? Because mine is actually cited? Why? Because mine is actually factual? The thing is, Loomer, at this point, when filing her lawsuit, and I'm going to tell her because this was a ding-ding moment, should take the same route that Acosta did. Even though Twitter doesn't pay her, but makes money off of her, right? While she's on there, he's making a lot of money putting ads to her, you know, quarter million fans. And her content is obviously creating content so people join. So even though Jack Dorsey is not paying Laura Loomer, and she's not really an employee. He has not spelled the rules out. He needs to put the rules down. Let's get more Gestapo, just like the White House did, on the demands of Acosta. Now we demand it. Put down hate speech with examples like, you should die because you're white. Make that hate speech. Write it down. Because obviously, that's okay. Because we saw that we saw that before, right? Where someone took a post, where someone inserted hate speech to white people and then changed the word with the word Jew or black and they were removed. I'll see you just in a bit. And we'll continue with Loomer's confrontation of Jack Dorsey. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, Hey, try this. Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855 700 That's 855 700-2978. 
Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for MyPillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable my pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. MyPillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. MyPillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. MyPillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code REDSTATE. That's one 800 961-9194 promo code red state put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow the most comfortable pillow you will ever own for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com Okay, so like I promised, we're going to start with the uh, confrontation that Laura had with Jack Dorsey. And I was so proud of her that she had the, well, I knew that she had it in her. I mean, she's always done this. So let's listen to her video and let's listen to how people that are supposed to be representing the citizens of the United States reacted. You are lying about censoring conservatives. You are caught on tape by Project Veritas, shadow banning people. You are censoring people. You censored me. You censored my love. You censored Chuck Johnson, James O'Keefe. You even censored President Trump when one of your employees deleted his account for a few minutes. You are censoring conservatives. And I'm asking you, President Donald Trump, help us. Please help us, Mr. President, before it is too late, because Jack Dorsey is trying to influence the election, to sway the election so that the Democrats can steal the election. That is why he is censoring and shadow banning conservatives. You are a liar, Jack Dorsey. You are a liar, Jack Dorsey. You unverified me on November 15, 2017. Officer, will you escort this young lady out? Stop the bias. We are conservative Americans, not Russian bots, Jack Dorsey. Stop the bias. Stop censoring conservatives. Stop, Jack Dorsey. Stop the bias. We are not Russian bots. We are conservatives, Jack Dorsey. You are caught on camera. Watch. Okay. I have to say, I can't stop feeling such detest. I really used reservation there. Such detest because she exercised her right to free speech. 
She stated that he is lying on the record, which we all know he is. But the thing that really got to me was Billy Long. He's supposed to be representing the state of Missouri. He states that he is a Republican. What kind of representative would ever minimize a citizen who is asking for help, who is calling it out like it is? Many of you listening to me right now think, wow, she's got some cojones on her. Yeah, she does. She's confronted Comey. She's confronted the Clintons. She's consulted Huma. She's consulted, confronted, excuse me. I am so upset just watching that again. Because what she said is 100% true. But here's the thing. I don't think that people care enough. They have forfeited their rights to free speech, their rights to bear arms, their rights to privacy, their rights to due process. They have forfeited them voluntarily because they can't be bothered. The First Amendment is first for a very important reason, because when you get kicked out of the halls of Congress for calling people out and making them uncomfortable, you know, dealing with the truth, for removing people from bona fide communication means you're banning them from a global network of communication because they don't agree with what you believe they should be agreeable with. That is not freedom. That is socialism or shall I say a monarchy better because I've asked this question many times who is the authority that we are speaking against because usually it's your government so if you talk bad about your government they usually silence you this is why people are such chickens right this is why if Hillary Clinton was president There would be millions of us missing every day and no one would speak of anything. It would be like in that movie Time Machine where these monsters would come and, you know, grab people to eat them. And then, you know, when some guy from the past arrived in that far future, he said, where do they all go? What do you mean he's he's gone from this place? Yeah, they're gone from this place. They won't dare say, oh, yeah, they were collected by the government. So the question here is. Since our administration is one that advocates for free speech because our own president is very transparent and very open to us. Who is this authority? Who is that king or queen that we are speaking against? Who? Who makes the rules of what's okay to be said and what not? The people that are too confused to know what gender they are? The people that are too stressed out about life and don't know what the meaning of life is? Call their hair, you know, in every color of the rainbow and don't get a job and expect us to feed them because they are entitled to it. Are those the people that make these rules? The peoples that are useless in society? Who are the people that make these rules? And I know this is coming off harsh, but who are the people that make these rules? Seriously.
Who says what hurts? We are, this is a really bad road we are going down. And people like Joe Concha, who tweeted out, hey, thanks, it was fun, thanks for playing, you know, Twitter, Laura Loomer. I was kind of like, dude, today it's her, tomorrow it's going to be you. That's the way it works. At some point, even the dildo waivers will at some point say enough is enough because they will feel oppressed. That they suddenly can't be, you know, whatever they want to be. They can't identify as a cat anymore because those that govern them say so. It's all fun and games. It's all fun and games while you give away your rights because down the road, the people that govern you aren't like you. They know their gender. They know their their position in society. They know what they want from life. You don't even know what gender you are. And yet, you are the one making the rules. Just saying. And it's going to come out really homophobic, transphobic. It's not. Those are two different things. People that are gender confused, sex and gender are completely different. Your gender is is actually outlined, you know, it was actually defined in your uh, mother's womb. It doesn't, it's not something you pick. Nature does that for you. Now, whether you want to use it on the opposite sex or the same sex or no sex, that's up to you. But your gender is solid. And if you're confused about your gender, then you've got real issues because science trumps anything you have to say. Sexual preference is not gender confusion. Gay men know they're gay. They like men. Gay women know they're gay because they like women. A transgender person kind of feels like they're trapped in the wrong body. So they actually change their body. Uh, Obviously, we won't get into those details because there are some that actually regret. So that is more of a gender dysphoria. Um, That means that you're not happy with the way you are. It's kind of like people that get 20 million nose jobs or like Michael Jackson bleaching himself. You know, it's completely different. You're just not comfortable in your skin. But those that are cis, this, that, a, I mean, Jesus, these are the people that are picking what is correct to say. And these are the people that are telling you to be ashamed of who you are, too. They are. They make you walk on eggshells, and that's not the way a free country is. You're not supposed to be walking on eggshells. You should be a bull in a china cabinet because you're free. If I want to walk on eggshells, I'll go to Venezuela. Or I'll go to China. I'm not going to be doing that in the United States. And unfortunately... We have come to a point where our free speech is being curbed or fixed or um, redefined, as they say. And this is a very big problem. I keep saying that. I keep saying it's a problem. I, I, I just, I'm out of words into saying how big of an issue this is. In an era where there are no bounds of where we can travel throughout our planet, where there are no limitations in, you know, communicating with people, where race is no longer an issue except for the people that think it's an issue, 
Because nobody cares what color your skin is. I don't care. We're at the point where now that we have access to everything. Nothing fears us. Nothing's foreign. Nothing is is different for us to create these super undereducated, superficial assumptions about the opposite sex, someone from another country or anything. We don't make these superficial, you know, it's usually those people that are that have never left their state or city or country that formulate racist type opinions. That's because they lack the ability to have culture. They've never went to another country and they think theirs is the best. And it's kind of like, okay, whatever. I mean, I'm Greek American when my husband's like, yeah, this is like British food. And it's like, it's not curry is Indian, but okay. This is Greek food. It's better. What do you guys have? Potatoes and meat? Seriously? You know, we judge. (laughs) We have that all the time. But I'm cultured enough to know that that's just the way they are and you accept them, right? The, the, the different countries. Because there's one thing that I tell my kids, and I use this example a lot. If the Egyptians were not on the River Nile, but they were on the, on the, on the Lake Nile, it wouldn't be a river god. It would be a lake god. Your environment your access to resources and the people around you formulate your identity, right? So it doesn't make sense that in a country where we have access to everything that we can't formulate some form of, I would say, cultural, mutual cultural acceptance because we don't have that. I mean, even people in California think, oh, those East Coasters are so abrasive. Yeah, East Coasters are kind of abrasive because, you know, I'm from New York. I mean, when we walk, you think we're running. And when when we talk and we don't dilly-dally and run around, bring around the rosy around in circles to get to the point, you know, you think we're blunt or rude. No, we just don't have time for that. So it's not just different countries, it's within our own country. So people are always going to judge. That doesn't mean they're racist. Regardless. I say it again. I'm on Gab and that platform can annihilate Twitter if conservatives actually took action. If conservatives that value free speech said, you know what? I'm not getting on Twitter anymore. I'm just going to go to Gab. I'm not going to provide them content to make money off of me when they silence us the minute we step out of their line, which is not defined. We need that defined Jack Dorsey. We need you to spell it out as if we're four-year-olds, just like Jim Acosta needed to get it spelled out. Because I'm sure if we go to the same judge that Jim Acosta went to, that judge will tell you the same thing. You need outlines. I need you to put it down there. It can't be, you know, kind of abstract and whoever sees it does it. You can't program algorithms, you know, that won't look at the content. Because, you know, as a linguist... Because that was my job, my first ever job, government job, 
one thing you know is that they can't make automated translation or automated interpretation correct. It can't be done by a computer. It just can't. It could be kind of, but it can't. Because first of all, it needs a lot of data and, and, and there's a cultural aspect to it. So why would Jack Dorsey think that any algorithm on Twitter can tell you what intent a writer had when we can't even use it for government documents that are pretty much bland with no personality behind them? That's the point. The point is, is that either you have free speech or you don't. And if you want to set rules and regulations, you need to make them really clear. You can't have this double standard where people can sit there and call for the death of the president and not get banned. But the minute someone tells Samantha B to close her legs so that way she doesn't have to have so many abortions, they get banned. That's how it is. Basically, there's a double standard that you can understand. I'm actually really frustrated with the whole situation um, because I knew it was happening. It was just a few weeks ago that she got a seven-day suspension, and I was like, listen, Laura, they did that to me for something super random, and then a ban came in for something super ridiculous. Just giving you a heads up. She's like, no, no, no. Other people get suspension. I was like, listen, your first ones are like a 24-hour or whatever. Then they give you three days, and then they give you seven, and then they lock you out. They have to follow the steps because when you argue that there's no rules or regulations, they'll say these were the steps. And even though it would have been something completely dumb, completely non-violating the rules, because if anybody goes to Twitter and checks out what is being said, they're all saying the same thing. This does not violate Twitter rules, but they don't care because it's like three strikes and you're out. That's how they do it and they can pick whatever they want because they make their own rules and you're conservative so that's it so in court you have to take it another way which is the rules are not defined correctly which is true what do you categorize as threatening do you not categorize I'm going to kill them? I have a document that has over 600 tweets And those Twitter accounts still exist saying, I'd love to kill my president or I'd like to do this or I'd like to do that. This is what is out there and is out there in the social media realm and is allowed. But when you call on someone who's elected, how are you elected into Congress? You know, you are not what the American people need. This should not be in the House. This should not be in the U.S. House. This type of mentality should not be there. The mentality that we should eradicate Jews, the mentality that we should, you know, allow genital mutilation. I'm sorry. These are not American values. That's Sharia law. And that is your religion. Religion has no business in the house. And next time someone says that now they're going to allow women to wear hijabs in the house when they didn't allow Jews to wear their little hats, this is going to be a big deal. I mean, I really wish I had people that surrounded me that would get upset, that would say, no, it's n- we're not going to make an exception because we didn't make it for someone else. You're not special. That's the way it should be. I mean, maybe I can get with a couple of friends and file it in my circuit court, you know, go to my district court and file it and say, no, I say no. But obviously, you know, the house is owned by Democrats, right? But... <laughs> It's ridiculous what's going on. 
ridiculous how the media makes sure that we don't understand what's going on, how they skew everything. And this is what they do. They remove the people that actually have something to offer you. So that way you have no idea. You don't know if you're going or coming and you just have to accept what they tell you. Kind of like, you know, the whole Saudi Arabia, American relations. You should, you know, you know, go with Khashoggi, go back to my first, my second show where I was saying Khashoggi is a scam. The guy was not a resident. He was not an American citizen. It's none of our business. I said it. I have been saying it. It just took a really long time for someone to say it because President Trump had to say it first or else the media will not report it. Because if it comes out of the president's mouth, you have to say something, right? So the thing is, people like me, who they've, you know, removed larger platforms from, can't be heard and can't tell you what's really going on. Well, I told you yesterday what's going on with oil and gas. I made it clear to you that Turkey is our problem. I made it clear to you, you know, if we actually put sanctions on Turkey, this is just a thought, and I'd like you guys to sit on it. Think about it. Since Turkey controls all the oil that goes from Iran and Russia to the European Union, and we want stuff done with Iran, what if we put sanctions against Turkey? That would then force the EU to admit that they get oil and gas from Iran, even though there's sanctions in place. Could it benefit us? Yeah, it'll show that they're hypocrites. Because I really despise hypocrites. I don't know. That was just a thought. Random thought. So anyway, in a little bit... I am going to be signing off in about five minutes. And I can tell you, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. So I can leave this on a happy note. So I've already got my vans on, comfortable jeans and a sweater. Um, It's actually quite warm here today in North Dakota. It's like, I think like 35 or 40 degrees. So I don't need a jacket, but I'll take one anyway. And I'm going to head down for my Black Friday deals. I'm going to go sign myself up so that I can get upgrades, uh, the two upgrades for my phone. And you know, once I upgrade my phones and I don't have to swap them in, like get, you know, like a full upgrade, I get $800 like right there on the spot, like a gift card. They just like hand it to you like here. How cool is that? Right? Like I buy my phone and then they're like, here's $400 for getting your phone. And it's like, okay, thanks. Cause I was going to update it anyway. So that's why I go to Black Friday. I'm also probably going to go get video games because I'm a big video game buff. Um, probably get myself a white chocolate. Here's where my um, my extra comes out. I'm going to get myself a hot white chocolate mocha with a little bit of cranberry in it from Starbucks to keep me warm. And I'll probably just do my supermarket shopping that I usually do on Saturday. I'll probably do it today. Um, you know milk, staple stuff, you know, whatever, because on Sunday we're going to have Thanksgiving dinner at my church. So that's going to be pretty cool. So everyone's bringing stuff. My family is going to be bringing a turkey and pies. So I'm excited. I want you all to think today being Thanksgiving, aside from the really cool, awesome deals that are out there, Because almost everybody that I know is getting some small electronic device that's half off. 
And for those that like Alexa to listen to Red State Talk Radio or Google Minis, they're like 25 bucks today um, at Target and Walmart, I think. But anyway, yeah, don't keep them anywhere where you have conversations. Like I keep a Google Mini in my kitchen just to put music and use the timer, honestly, and or yell at my kids because I could do it from my phone and say, cast it to the kitchen speaker, stop making noise or else I'll come out there and hang you by your toes. Seriously. But anyway, be thankful, just like President Trump said, for all those people that are out there today protecting us and looking after us and people that are working behind the scenes, filing FOIA requests, putting out reports on their little blogs or on the radio or in their podcasts or in their tweets or on gab.com. And if any of you don't know where gab is, just go and sign up. There's free speech. So you're going to see a lot of stuff you don't like. And the cool thing about um, gab is that you can block people just like Twitter. You can mute people means that, you know, if you follow someone because they're your friend, but they're really annoying, you can mute them so you don't see what they're saying. So it doesn't upset you. Uh, they have groups you can create like um, kind of like Facebook does, but it's like on a Twitter way look um, live videos. And guess what? If you send out a, like, you know, a post on Gab and you make a typo, you can actually go and edit it because sometimes I would think, you know, my followers would probably think I'm illiterate because I I love to use um, talk to text or when I'm typing, I'll just miss a typo. It'll be something stupid like I want to say talk and it'll be T-A-K-L, you know, just a mistype because I was too fast or too slow. God knows or I just wasn't thinking when I was typing, whatever. So get on there. See what free speech is about. But be thankful be thankful for the things you have, for the running water, for the electricity, for the fridge with food, for unbuttoning your pants after you ate today, for the friends that are around you, and for winter Jack Daniels. That is so good. And I don't drink alcohol, but that was really good. Um, for apple pie. Just be thankful that we have a president that's fighting for us. And today being the anniversary of JFK's death, which I don't like, let's be thankful that he served us as much as he did to help us see better today. Um, his death did not go in vain. It taught us a lot about the cabal that our president now will expose piece by piece. On that note, I wish you a happy and healthy Thanksgiving evening. And for those shopping today like me, enjoy it and have fun and be safe. Same time tomorrow, 5 o'clock Eastern. This is Tori and I'm signing out. I'm going to go shop. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.